<laughs> I actually like what you said. That was kind of amazing. <laughs> Wait, I have another one. Don't worry. I can start this. I got this. Okay, you go ahead. <laughs> Grab your lube because we are talking butt stuff today. That sounds kinky. Is that hardcore? the women of the universe. Intergalactic swingers. We're talking butt stuff. We're going to slide right in. We're going to slide right into this butt stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> I yeah. feel very honored that I can fully be a part of this conversation now because I was so afraid of butt stuff for a very long time but I feel like really? I, I, yeah I've like definitely opened up to it I think it's just like I didn't have the right partner and I always have this like just unnatural fear of shitting myself oh yeah I know exactly you know? what you're talking about yeah See, thank you Kevin thinks it's weird that I always feel like I'm about to shit myself and I'm like it's I not weird it's not weird thing. because I mean it's that sensation of um you know something rubbing against your prostate and you're like is this poop is that yeah, just is the dip? What's going? <laughs> yeah, what, what is what's going on in there? Um, yeah. And yeah, if you're not like, man, butt stuff requires a lot of prep, mm-hmm. like mentally and physically ahead of time. Yeah, because if you're not like ready to do it that that night or then and there, like you got to have that conversation. You got to mentally with yourself too. You got to like get yourself right in that right head. You literally have you know? to be like, bitch, relax. Like you yeah. have to, ha- you either have to have that conversation with yourself in the mirror beforehand, or you need to chug like <laughs> half a bottle of wine. Like it has to be one of yeah. the two. Or you could so. very well end up shitting yourself if you're not relaxed and you're not completely cleared out beforehand. Yeah. yeah. I know so many people that have shit themselves during butt stuff. And I think that's yeah. what got me. Like I have one friend, like, bless her fucking heart because she shat <laughs> all over this like tinder hookup <laughs> oh my god <laughs> man though is this she <laughs> herself all over like all over the bed he carried her into his shower and was like do you need anything and like just walked oh my her god. off it was so sweet it was the cutest story but it also scared the living shit into me because now i'm like i gotta hold it in so <laughs> Oh my god. Well, that's actually like a sweet ended up being a sweet story because mm-hmm. I would have been like mortified if it was somebody that I was meeting for the first time or didn't know very well and I shit on them. Yeah. Like with my partner it's a little different cuz like he'd be like it's fine, let's clean it up and you know, get back to it. Luckily I haven't sh- shot on Ryan's dick, so Yeah. <laughs> I, not that like, I know of. <laughs> I just feel like if it was a stranger, I would literally pick up the poop like with yeah. a like toilet paper or a doggy bag. Yeah, I would be like, all right, I'm gonna go because I have so much anxiety of like leaving the mess <laughs> that I'm like, let yeah. me just clean this up. Don't make eye contact with me as I do. I'm just gonna let myself out. Don't yeah. fucking say goodbye to me. That was actually really trusting of your friend to do butt stuff. The was yeah. the first night that they met, or yeah, first, I think we uh, going through a lot. You know what I mean? You yeah. know how like because that's how I was. Is yeah, I went like I grew up very reserved and I didn't do anything in high school besides make out. And then it took till end of college to where I actually had sex for the first time. And then I was like in two longer relationships. So I was with one guy for like on and off though Mm -hmm. for a while. And then I was with my ex that, you know, for like three years. And that was like the greatest, like most exploratory relationship I've ever been in. But then as soon as I moved back to Florida, I was a fucking hoe. I hoed around so hard. And that is how I got herpes through my butthole. 
So oh no. Yeah. That's so ready? okay. Yeah, I definitely okay. I, yeah, I definitely want to hear about your butt stuff story. Um, I, but you just reminded me we've actually we actually have not talked about our first time sexual experiences and our first time having sex and oh, and all the stuff point. that you know both. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we can talk about that. We'll talk about that after because I really yeah. do want to hear your first time butt stuff. Story yeah, let's just and... start out strong and then we'll reverse <laughs> everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so. I had been on Tinder for a bit and I was like, you know what? I'm single. I have a good job. I'm living by myself. I was like, just doing it all. Like I was living my best single life. Cause mind you, I'm 27. So like I, my, like my young years of being 20 and fucking around were spent on men that ended up not being the end all be all for me. So I'm 27. I'm just hoeing around. And usually how it would go for me is I would spend one date with them, have a good makeout sesh just to get like a taste of it. And then the second date is when I would do stuff. So it was my second date with this guy. Yeah, it was. So it was my second date with this guy. It was a fucking Sunday. So it was the Lord's Day and I had no business doing butt stuff like this. (laughs) (laughs) So we get pretty drunk and we go back to his place And this man's, like, the same height as me. And he's, like, cute. He's fine. Whatever. Like, definitely not dating material. I would never actually start a relationship with this man. So we get back to his place, and he just goes ham. Like, it was zero to 100 real fucking fast. And I was like, okay. Um, Wait, ham in what way? Like, ham just, like, ramming you? Or, like, jumping right into sex? Aggressiveness, you know what I mean? I don't mind aggressiveness. I prefer, like, especially with Kevin, who's my partner, like, Kevin and I can just fucking beat the shit out of each other, and, like, afterwards (laughs) we're, like, little cuddle bugs, and we're like, I love you. Um, This guy, like, he was going so rough into a sense where I'm like, bro, you don't fucking know me. Like, don't act like you know my body to be handling it this way, almost. Yeah. Um... So then he, like, we're going at it, whatever, and he, like, flips me over, and, like, he doesn't even proceed with, like, eating my ass. He literally scratches it. Oh. Like, just fucking rubs it, and he doesn't, like, like, no spit or anything, just, like, dry rubbing my asshole like a fucking piece of meat. Like a fucking oh, no. off sticker with a quarter. Like, he just went at it. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? And, like, mind you, I've never done butt stuff. Like, nobody's even, like, poked my butt. So I'm like, I, I, like, I was frozen. I didn't know what to do in that situation. So I was just like, okay, this is what butt stuff is, I guess. Um, and, like, he also, like, ate it afterwards and stuff like that. Um, and it was, like, a horrible fucking experience. It was so bad because for like half of it he had ed like he straight up let me know at the beginning he was like it it might be hard for me to get it up and i'm like you know what i'm not gonna be that bitch that like walks out on you because your dick is soft like i'm gonna be understanding because if i had a soft dick i would want somebody to understand that totes so i'm like super lenient on that end and everything and i'm like doing my work my best like i'm putting work in i'm trying my best to just like get it going and it doesn't and then finally he like musters it up and like he finishes and then he just passes out and i'm like oh jesus okay i guess i'll let myself out it was nice meeting you bye so then um it was like a week after and like the first day my butthole was on fucking fire and i was like okay it's just because he like he literally rubbed me raw that's all it is 
So then like the days go on and I'm like, it's like now my vagina hurts. And oh, in my no. head, I'm like, okay, it might be like an infection. It could be a yeast infection. It could be UTI. So I go to the doctor. So mind you, I had one person in my vagina. Now I'm going to the urgent care and that's the second doctor in my vagina. And it's like an old white man who like <laughs> is like, all right, I'm going to bring a nurse in so you don't think anything wrong is happening. And I'm like, bruh, like I'm spread, spread eagle. Just figure this shit out. Like I, I'm in pain. Figure it out. Yeah. So then he tests me and he doesn't think it's herpes by any means. So I'm like, okay, cool. So he's like, you have a bacterial infection, you have a yeast infection, you have a UTI. And I'm like, cool. Like those three things all suck and they all make sense. So I'll give me the meds. I'm gonna fucking ingest that shit like it's candy. Let's go. (laughs) So then a few more days go by and I'm taking all the medicine and I'm like in pain. Like I cannot poop without crying. I cannot pee without crying. Everything hurts. So I'm talking to my friend and she has herpes too. And herpes too is genital herpes. And I'm talking to them. I'm like, guys, like I literally can't, I can't sit right now. Like I am in so much pain. And my friend was like, you need to go to like, you need to go to Planned Parenthood and you need to get an STD check. Cause it sounds like you have herpes. And I was like, fuck. So I go there and they're like, oh yeah, uh, you have herpes. And I'm like, oh, you didn't send the test in yet. And she's like, no, babe, you got, you got herpes. And I was like, okay. Cause my asshole hurts. And that's where it started. And this woman is the nicest woman. She's talking to me about everything. Her nurse is like this wonderful gay man. And he's talking to me about everything. Like we're just vibing in this room. And she's like, oh, your butt hurts too. And she just spreads my cheeks. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. God. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So she's like, oh yeah, you have herpes. And I was like, fuck. So then I just get really quiet for a second. She's like, do you have any questions? And I was like, I mean, <laughs> all of them. Yeah. Oh, like, I questions. Like, questions. <laughs> she answers my questions and she's like, you're handling this really well. And I'm like, I mean, there's nothing I can do, but accept what's going on and educate myself as best I can. So they go ahead and they send it out for a test. And mind you, when you get fucking swabbed for herpes because normally you would get like a blood test like if you don't have any sores or lesions the only way to find out you have herpes is a blood test or an open sore so she's fucking swabbing these open sores and when i tell you i believed in jesus for a second that was that moment i was like jesus take the wheel oh my god so then um so she sends in the test and they call me back eventually and they're like hey you only have herpes one which is like mouth sores but what happened is he had herpes one but because he went down on my butt and my vagina i got a flare-up down there so i technically don't have genital herpes but i'm prone to flare-ups down there because i don't think people realize is like if you have herpes one and you go down on someone they can get sores from herpes one on their genitals so it's like a weird transference. So like when people sit there and they're like, oh my God, genital herpes, like both of them fucking suck and you can transfer them in such easy ways, you know? Um, so that sucks. So I'm dealing with not only the yeast infection, the bacterial infection, the UTI, I now have herpes. And then right after that, I got my period. And then right after that, I got COVID. Oh so I'm literally God. dealing with every single one of those things in the same yeah. two weeks. So then afterwards I messaged the guy and I was like, Hey friend, who's the only person I've had sex with in the past two months. Um, you need to go get checked. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, you gave me herpes. And he was like, what the fuck? Really? And I was like, yeah, I just got out of Planned Parenthood. They just gave me the whole down low on it. 
And I was like, were you aware of this? And he's like, well, like I knew I got cold sores, but I didn't think anything of it. Oh and, my I was, God. and I didn't have a cold sore when we hooked up. And I'm like, well, you gave it to me. And he's like, I'm so sorry, blah, 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 blah. And this is when the election is going on. And I'm like, if this is what we need for Biden to win, like, I'll accept the karma. Like, I was trying to make very light of it. You know what I mean? That's how I deal with trauma. Is I just make a joke. And I was like, there's nothing. I'm not going to sit here and make him feel like shit for something he truly might not have known. And I like to give him the benefit of the doubt of like, he really didn't understand it in that sense. Because right. he he was raised like very conservative, but he was very... Uh, liberal at the time but like when you're when you grow up not having the proper education of course you're just not going to second guess anything yeah um so he apologized a bunch and he seemed like legitimately sorry about it and i was like well don't think that we're ever gonna hang out again bitch he still Mm -hmm. looks at my instagram story (laughs) um but that was it that was like my first experience with butt stuff and it gave me herpes so for a really long time when kevin would bring it up to me he'd be like are you willing to do this? And I'm like, I just have a bad association with it. You know, like it's really hard yeah. to just have something traumatizing like that happen and then be yeah. into it. But then well, before you like, before you tell me the story about, um, you know, cause I'm sure you had some good experiences with Kevin mm-hmm. thus far. So I'm not fam- too familiar with, uh, I guess this would be an STI, right? Is that what I guess it's a STD because it's sexually transmitted disease. It's just like a long time, long term, like you can't get rid of it disease. Okay. So, oh, so, okay. That was going to be my next question. So yeah. is this something that's going to be reoccurring for you now? Or do you have to like take medication for it? So um, with herpes is your first flare up. Generally what they say is your worst flare up. So hopefully mm-hmm. it will never be my cat is being so cute right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, she's just like angel baby curled up um so your first flare-up is your worst by far is what they say and then from there like you can almost feel it I call it like vagina twangs it's like you'll it almost feel like a rubber band being snapped on your vagina at times oh, and like you're wow. like all right I'm about to have a flare-up and for other people like they start to get a cold sore like you can sort of feel a cold sore coming on mm-hmm. um so it is a long-term thing. Like you're going to have it the rest of your life. If you have genital herpes or even you have herpes one, you have to understand like when you have a baby, you can pass it on to your baby, whether oh, wow. it's like, you drinking out of the same cup as them or them coming out of your vagina, you can transfer it that way. Um, and I have friends that have it from their parents. So it's like, oh, a, it's, wow. yeah, it's one of those things where people don't understand how many people have it. I think it's like 60% of the population has either herpes and one or two. So it's like- Because it's something that like we don't really talk about and everybody's yeah. like, you know, there's a lot of shame around it, which is like, uh, you know, I'm so glad that you're talking about this and you're being so open about it because like, obviously like I am not educated on this and like, <laughs> it's not, it's not anything that I was educated about in high school. So a lot of, a lot of my sexual, sexual education has come from first, you know, firsthand experience or from talking to my friends and learning about like what they've experienced. So yeah. for me, this is like, a very um eye-opening thing like I obviously like didn't even know if it was an STD or an STI or you know if you if it was like a one-time thing or if it was reoccurring so for so for you now when you get flare-ups uh what's what's triggering it is it just like randomly gonna start happening that's a really good question so 
um, with herpes is say you're really worn down. Like you haven't been sleeping, you haven't been taking care of your body. Like you're really kind of working yourself to the bone. You're not taking days off that will cause a flare up. So as soon as you're worn down or say you have a cold or you're sick with something else, that's like a prime time for you to have a flare up. Um, so now I have to be very conscious of when I'm overworking myself. Mm -hmm. Um, if I'm sick, a lot of your diet can affect it. Like there are a lot of foods that you can eat to sort of, um, make it better. And there are a lot of foods that you can avoid. Mm -hmm. And then there is medicine. So say I feel like I'm having a flare up, but currently I'm taking my meds every single day just because I've been having a lot of other vagina issues. Um, so just to stay on top of it, I take, um, it's like a fucking horse pill, dude. It's a one gram amount of medicine. Oh, wow. So it's like, like the size of my pinky up to there. Like it yeah. is a fat ass horse pill. So are you just um, taking so like one pill a day or is it just like, uh, one a day? You have to take it every day. You have to take it every yeah. day. Wow. So say like when I first had my very first flare up, I was taking them twice a day. But now mm -hmm. I take one a day to maintain. It's almost like if you took like vitamin C or you take like yeah. a multivitamin, you take your herpes pill with you. Okay. Kind of thing. And, and so it's, already, it's like, not, it's, is it, so it's not, uh, it doesn't cure it, but it's preventative. Is that what yeah. it And it is? also, so it's not 100%, but it can mm -hmm. reduce the possibility of transmitting herpes. If you're on your medicine constantly it'll reduce your possibility of transferring to somebody. It's not 100%. So if anybody's mm -hmm. listening to this and they're like, oh my God, I'll take my meds and I'll just fuck away. Like, no, you need to be honest with your partner. You need to yeah. give them sort of like the 411 and keep in yeah. mind if they're not going to fuck you because they have herpes and they're gonna be like, oh my God, like, I don't even want to hear your side of the story. Like then don't fuck them and you'll find somebody that does want to fuck you. And yeah. nine out of 10 times, you'll probably find somebody else with herpes because the symptoms that show up in men are so much more minor compared to women. So like when women have it, like their flare-ups seem to be a little bit more common with men. Like there are men that will go years and years and years without even realizing they have it. And that's why so much of the population has it is because a lot of people don't are asymptomatic. Yeah. So they don't realize that they have it and they'll have sex and they'll transfer it. But then that person might actually have a flare-up or they might transfer it to another person. And it's a vicious cycle of, transmitting disease yeah how is kevin protected from not getting it from you um so me and kevin i like told him pretty point like i told him i sat down mm -hmm. with him one day and i was like hey there are like two things i need to let you know because i had a huge tiktok following and i had an of and he like jokingly said he was like you have herpes don't you and i was like i have three things to tell you <laughs> So I, yeah, like I was very honest with him at the beginning, um, about having herpes. And there have been other people that I told them from the beginning, I'm like, Hey, I have herpes. This is sort of what it entails. And honestly, I've had a really good response. And like I said, if they're going to be shitty and make you feel like shit for having something that somebody else gave to you because you put your trust into someone like fuck them, they're not worth fucking. They're yeah. not worth your time. Like, you don't want that type of person in your life to begin with. Um, so Kevin's, like, it's really funny. Kevin will joke and be like, you don't have herpes. We have herpes. And he's, oh. he's so, like, sweet and accepting. And he's like, I love you. Like, I, I don't care. Like, it, it is what it is. And he's never had a flare-up to begin with. So it's like, we don't even know if he has it. And yeah. I have one friend where she has herpes, too. And 
her and her husband have been together for however many years and I don't think he's ever had a flare-up or he's had it transmitted to him and vice versa with other couples so some people just are healthy enough to never have a flare-up and other people have flare-ups you know yeah wow okay so and that so that first time you you contracted it um it wasn't through penetrative sex right it was just it was from his mouth the weird finger scratching yeah and his mouth spit and just (laughs) so bad okay so had technically herpes one and because he went down on me he transferred it to me to where i have herpes one but for some reason i don't understand the full Mm -hmm. i don't have the full understanding of it but like my flare-ups do happen on my vagina or my butthole even though i only have herpes one so I don't have genital herpes, but I'll have the flare-ups down there. Wow. Yeah. And so when you get them now, are you getting them only on your genitals or do you get them on your mouth? Um, I do still get like cold sores like right inside uh-huh. my lip. I'm really lucky to where like mine are like literally hidden half the time. Yeah. But I do have friends where when they have a flare-up, they just have cold sores. And it's like an obvious cold sore. Yeah. So part of me is almost like I prefer having the flare-ups down there because I can at least manage it on my own time. And I don't have to like explain myself. Yeah. But then again, like having masks is super helpful. And nobody should really feel ashamed about having a fucking cold sore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're all adults. Like get over it. We're yeah. all having sex. Shit happens. So. <laughs> Speaking of shit happens. All right. So tell me about the butt stuff story with Kevin. <laughs> um, so Kevin is just the sweetest fucking thing in the world. So he's like very communicative and he does this thing where he's like, is this okay? But he does it like in a very sexy way. Like he'll slowly look love up that for you guys. Okay. And I'm like, yeah. yes, it's okay. Yeah. Um, so he did eat my ass a few times and I was like shocked by how good it was. I was like, whoa, like this is a <laughs> lot happening right now, but I'm very into every single second of it. <laughs> um, but then it's funny. We're having this talk now is like last weekend he put a finger in my butt and I was like, and I like stopped and I looked at him. I was like, is your finger in my butt? He's like, yeah, is this okay? And, um, it wasn't like he just shoved it in there. Like it was like, mm-hmm. he was definitely like rubbing and things were happening and I was very much enjoying myself the whole time. It wasn't like he just did it. And then like, we stopped mid go at it. Yeah. Um, and he's like, yeah, it is. I was like, oh my God, it's happening. Like, but <laughs> cause like I've had my ass eaten and stuff, but I've never had like a penetrative yeah moment with butt stuff so I was like oh my god it's happening and immediately in my head I'm like I'm gonna shit myself (laughs) okay so you guys have not had like full-on anal yet Mm -mm. so he like started with like the tip of his finger and then I'm like okay this is fine and then he went like full pinky and I was like nope put it in reverse (laughs) this is too much going on right now (laughs) so it's that thing of like yes it was overwhelming but it also just made me so aware of how much Kevin cares about making me comfortable and being aware of how I feel about it. Yeah. So that makes me much more open to the experience of it. Yeah. So. Well, what was overwhelming for you? Was it the sensation? Was it like painful or were you just in your head? I think it got painful. So it wasn't like an overwhelming sensation. It was just painful. So like having just like the tip of it, of his pinky was fine. And I was like, oh, this is actually pretty enjoyable. But then Mm -hmm. as soon as he went all the way in, I was like, this is too much. And it almost gets like for people that are afraid, I think it's really important for people to kind of almost hear what it feels like. It was almost like a burning sensation when it went too deep. 
And I don't know if it was like lack of lube or is like lack of me being ready for something like that, but it almost gets like a, like a heat to it to where I'm like, Ooh, yeah. that feels, that feels weird. I don't want it. So then I was like, all right, X and A on the pinky, eh? So, and then we just had like normal, good old finished sex. Yeah. So. But, but so, okay. At this point you do like having your ass eaten out by the right partner. Yeah. Sounds like, right. Yes. Okay. Cause I mean, Kevin's like grade A, 10 out of 10 do recommend, but like, so do you think you want to explore some penetration at some point i think so but i think it just has to be a very continuous finger versus like just diving into dick yeah because that would definitely if i can like not even handle pinky yeah i don't know i don't want to know what a dick would do to me you know what i mean I feel like you would really benefit from like some solo play and 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 toys and like slowly gradually like transitioning. Maybe some like anal beads might be good. Yeah. For you. So we just got um we just got a butt plug and it's not even for me. We got a butt plug for him because he's like Ooh. So, I know it's like my favorite thing about Kevin. He's so <laughs> like fluid with that shit. He doesn't give a yeah. fuck. He's like it, it's what I like and I'm not gonna yeah. feel shameful about it. And I'm like okay. Um, so we got one for him. So I think he is much more experienced in that realm than I am. So like uh-huh. I've put a finger in his butt before he's put a finger in my butt kind of thing. Oh my. Yeah. So, so have you, have you like, also reciprocated? Have you eaten his ass? Not yet, but I'm like, ah, my thing is I'm afraid I'm going to be really bad at it. If I'm being very honest, I'm like, Oh no. Like what if I suck at it? And he's like, wow, you don't know how to eat ass loser. <laughs> what a dick (laughs) no I don't think he would be I think I think if it's something that you want to do you'll you'll I mean your first time of course you're navigating new water like it's gonna be it's gonna take some time to get used to it and and to know like what feels good for him but I think you guys have really great communication so I think if that's something that you truly want to do yourself I think Mm -hmm. at that point you know just communicate with him and ask him what feels good you know does he want his butthole tongue darted? Does he want to be rimmed? Does he, you know, does he want a finger? It sounds like he likes stuff in there. So I'm sure he'll yeah. like a finger or two. I think the but, way I'm going to handle it is like, cause we'll shower together every now and then. I think if I uh-huh. att- like attack it in the shower, I feel like that's my best bet of being comfortable with it. Cause like there's water flowing. Yeah. I think It's not that I feel, I don't know. I don't know what's my barrier to it. I think it's just like, I grew up not like very, very Irish Catholic. So like I didn't start exploring anything until I left my relationship in California and came out here. Mm -hmm. So now that I'm out here, like I'm actually experiencing different things. Like I didn't start doing weird, like not weird, but like different stuff until 27. So it's like, I'm playing catch up almost. I feel like, I mean, I don't feel like you are playing catch up because I feel like, not that I I have regrets, but I did a lot of shit in my 20s and before that I feel like I should have waited or that I appreciate a lot more now because I'm in a different mindset and I genuinely want to explore the things that I want to explore now. Where beforehand, I kind of felt obligated and like a loser if I wasn't like on board with stuff, you know? So I just kind of just like shut my mouth and was like, all right, I'll just do what they want to do. And I ended up realizing that it wasn't for me. And a lot of the things that I did kind of turned me off to doing them again. And so now I'm kind of in the mind space where I'm just like, I'm trying to retrain myself and to not, uh, 
think so much about like the shame that circled around like the stuff that I did or you know Mm -hmm. and the fact that I'm with like a very um accepting and like explorative partner now allows me to just kind of like re-explore things that I did in my past that I want to like explore again and or or not you know maybe maybe there's stuff that I like don't want to do again but I it's I feel like this is a really good time for you to explore those things now you know so I I think in a way it's kind of like it's kind of good that you didn't do too much then I think maybe you would have had some regrets and and wished that you would have waited so I think it's great I definitely agree because like there were times where like I would be into like really rough stuff and then I was like Yeah. yeah totally great and then, like, I would sort of get home and I'd be by myself. And I'm like, I don't think I actually like that. Like, yeah. I think I feel very weird about what just happened. And it's not the sense of, like, oh, he did something that I didn't want. It was just more of me reflecting on what had just happened and been like, maybe that's not my forte. Like, I'm glad I tried it out, but I don't think it's, like, my forever kink. And I think yeah, that's the exciting part is tr- figuring out what your kink is with a partner that cares so deeply about you is so exciting to me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And sometimes it's not the same kinks, you know, like sometimes you guys have different, different kinks and it, and it's, you owe it to each other, to the person that you care about to honor their kink. And if it's not something that you want to explore, then you should at least be, uh, I mean, depending on your relationship, you should at least be open to them exploring it with somebody else or even with a professional, Yeah. Um, you know? Uh, which is actually a topic that I want to discuss with you uh, at some point, hiring professionals and how you feel about hiring a a professional sex worker. Dude, I think that shit is amazing. Yeah. I think it is so amazing that there are people out there that can keep it so professional like that. Mm -hmm. In a sense, me and you are technically professionals on that front. Like Kevin knows what I do. Kevin participates in my content. And, like, he's well aware that, like, whenever I'm talking to clients or something, he's like, all right, like, I don't have to fucking worry about it. There's, like, a level of trust there. Yeah. And it's almost empowering that he trusts me so much like that because I grew up with – I have, like, that Irish Catholic guilt. I have that shame. And it's, like, for somebody to just so fully believe in me and be like, oh, I totally fucking – you do your thing, you get us money, we get to go on like nice dinners and stuff like that. Like sometimes I'll pay for certain credit card bills and like ease up on his. Like it's just a nice feeling to also not have somebody like down my neck and being like, what yeah. are you doing? What are you doing on your phone? Like I had one ex where we went to, a, first of all, we were at a fucking strip club when this happened. We went to the strip club and we're sitting at the bar, like where the girls are coming and they're fucking doing their thing. And I'm like, yeah, titties. and I take my phone I had my phone in between one of the girls sets and another girl comes on and I take my phone and I put it face down because it's a strip club so to have Mm -hmm. my phone on feels rude it's bright light like I don't you know like I'm just not trying to fucking have my messages pop up while I'm enjoying the show because it's respectful and my ex lost his fucking mind he was like what are you hiding like who are you texting right now and he was like, you make me uncomfortable when you do stuff like that. It feels like you're hiding something. I'm like, I understand that you've been cheated on in your past, but for you to come at me with your insecurities and take it out on me while we're trying to have a night out because I'm trying to be considerate of others, that's fucked up. Yeah. So like Kevin's never really been that type to be down my neck and he has like such a trust in me. So it's really nice. And I think for people to explore the idea of like, if you don't want to do something, that's totally fine. But 
to hire a professional, I think it's totally something to be explored. Um, cause you know, like it's not fair for you to be, to feel forced to do something that you're not comfortable with doing, you know, like if you were a hundred percent like vetoed against it and it's just too much for you to handle or physically you can't do it, which is totally a valid reason. It is an interesting aspect that you can explore sex workers. And I think it's really amazing. And I think sex workers deserve 20 times more respect than they get. And that's not just because you and I do a certain level of it. I mean, like everybody in that realm, like, I don't give a shit if you're giving a blowjob in an alley, you deserve respect. Like don't fucking yeah. come to sex workers like that. Yeah. And we, we touched on this a bit, I think in our first episode where like, I mean, a lot of, uh, I don't want to, well, a lot of like, you know, psychopaths and, and sociopaths <laughs> see a lot of prostitutes because they can't find love from, other everyday people and it's sad but also it's it's great that they actually have an outlet they have somebody that they can go to a professional that's gonna accept them and not judge them and you know make them feel loved for x amount of time it's great everybody needs that sense of um, acceptance and a safe space to just kind of let their freak flag fly so -hmm. to speak you know but i think it's it's funny because like I remember in my early 20s um uh me and my exes were like looking for unicorns and stuff and now I'm like a unicorn (laughs) but it's so funny but like and the concept of like hiring a sex worker then was just like so foreign and like disgusting to me but like again it goes back to my mindset being completely different where Mm -hmm. now I feel much more evolved and I feel like why wouldn't you hire a professional if that's something that you are not you know if like you want to do something and it's foreign to you or you're not like savvy in that department why not hire a professional to show you to enhance your sexual relationships Mm -hmm. with your partners and then you'll be a little more you know well versed in that area like it just makes so much more sense to me and plus you're supporting women like it's like it's yeah yeah, exactly right (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't know. And it's also one of those things where you can make it a really sexy learning experience. Yeah. Like, you can, in a sense, I guess the proper term is cockled. Like, you can cockold yourself and watch the lesson. Or, like, you yeah. can be in there and, like, the sex worker can teach you how to touch them. Like, yeah. I think there's just so much to sex that people are afraid to talk about. And, like, don't get me wrong. Like, being in a one-on-one relationship is totally wonderful and fine if that's what you are. Like, that's how Kevin and I are. And, like, do we talk about, like, if we come across a unicorn in the wild? Like, we're not going to necessarily search for one. But if we find a girl that happens to be into both of us and it's, like, one of those just, like, random, oh, shit, this is, like, happening kind of things. Like, yeah, absolutely. But currently in our relationship, we're very happy with just each other and exploring new things together. Whereas you and Ryan have been together for so long that of course you guys, I think it's totally fair to explore new things and new people. And just like, you guys probably have so much trust in each other, which is such an amazing thing. Yeah. I mean, when we first started dating, like we definitely had, uh, we had a few like bumps and we, there was a, like a lack of a communication when we hooked up or when one of us had hooked up with somebody that uh we'll get into in another episode <clears throat> but um you know it all it all comes down to communication if if yeah. you don't have that th- of course you're gonna hit some roadblocks and shit's gonna go south you know yeah. um now knowing what we know and going through what we've gone through 
we do have a really good solid trust in each other and yeah. the comfortability to have sex with other people and to ex- experience compersion for each other which mm-hmm. is you know yeah a sense of pleasure and happiness seeing your your partner enjoy themselves with another person whether yeah. sexually or um emotionally you know whether they're going on a date or you know like there's a lot of stuff that he likes to do that I don't and vice versa and me being able to acknowledge that and go you know I can't fulfill you in this aspect of your life and I'm completely um I'm like it's your cat like yes. a little cat tail going in your face brewing <laughs> in my lap right now she's like oh my god this is a blanket I'm like nah bitch it's just my stomach like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> Uh, having that having that sense of like trust and comfortability with your partner and just going I trust you to you know go explore your kinks or go to a a you know a show that I don't want to go to and you want to like go to music show with your friend and whatever you know like it's just you find you you just got to communicate everything always comes down to communication with your partner and that's how you build trust You, you can't just automatically trust who you're with especially if you have a history of trust issues you know um but yeah I mean with us it's just like we communicate every step of the way because little minor things that got overlooked in the past caused a huge issue in our relationship at Mm -hmm. one point and now we know like we've learned from our past experiences and our past mistakes and going forward like we we try to do a lot of things together because I like to enjoy a lot of what I experienced with him, whether, mm-hmm. you know, he's involved or he's just watching. We're both voyeurs in that aspect where we like to, we like to feel a sense of control. So whether we're actually in the room with somebody, you know, when it's going down or if we know about it, it yeah. still, it still gives us a sense of control to where we can trust. We know what's going on. We know our partner's safe. We know our partner's having a good time. And at the end of the day, they're going to come back home to us and, we're gonna mm-hmm. us like there's like a bunch of people here <laughs> me and him <laughs> the, you know our partner's gonna come back home and and you have your safe space it's like I I don't want to withhold happiness from my partner and I feel yeah. like he's on the same page um as I am with that he doesn't want to withhold happiness from me so that's why we always communicate we talk about our kinks or if we think somebody is attractive and we want to explore a little bit like every yeah. we just communicate everything just comes down to communication and I think for like people because I have a question for you but uh-huh. I think for people that are slowly trying to get comfortable with the sense of being open with their couple like Kevin and I when we're out because I'm by and Kevin's mm-hmm. like very very comfortable with himself to mm-hmm. where like if we see a hot guy like one of us can point it out or if we see a hot chick one of us will point it out and we'll be like holy shit do you did you see them and I'll be like oh my god I saw them too <laughs> like that's like such a good jumping off point for couples yeah. that might want to open their minds to the idea of it just like in a very very minor sense to at least just get comfortable with the fact like it's okay for your partner to find other people attractive like when Kevin and I first started dating he would like we'd be in a conversation he'd see somebody walk by and he'd watch them now I'd watch, I'm like, damn, he has really good taste. Like, <laughs> as that is like, you don't have to be jealous. Like they're choosing to spend that time with you. Like if you yeah. feel that genuine connection, you feel like they're there experiencing the time with you. Like you're on, you're on a good page. Like don't lean into what society has told you to believe. Like you do not have to be a jealous person. Being jealous 
is not a way to show love. Like that is such a toxic way to show that you love someone as being like, well, I'm jealous and I want you all to myself. And it's like, no, like even with Kevin and I being in like our relationship and not really introducing anyone, like I would never sit there. Like, I'm just not a jealous type, I guess. Like sometimes I'll play jealous just to like, you know, play the game. (laughs) not truly deep set jealous in that sense I guess yeah I feel like when people are jealous it's a different emotion that's arising but they chalk it up to jealousy because they Mm -hmm. can't really communicate how they're feeling and when you feel jealousy that at that moment that's when you need to explain to your partner what's going on in your mind yeah, you know, that because that could be your own insecurity, you know, that could absolutely. be being cheated on in the past, yeah. or maybe it's something that's even more deep rooted to where you need to find a therapist who's a third yeah. party to try and figure it out. Like Kevin and I are both in therapy, not with each yeah. other, but in separate therapy. And it has, it has done so much for both of us. Um, yeah, that may, and that makes total sense. I mean, you probably both need, I mean, everybody really needs their own individual work and that just makes your relationship stronger when you can come together and you work on yourself separately and then you can work on yourselves together. Yeah. And again, it enhances your communication with each other. Yeah. It's kind of, it's very cute. I like my therapist had COVID, so I haven't seen her in the past two weeks and I like Kevin. I was like, Oh, I have a therapy appointment on Monday just so you know, I'm still going. And he just looked at me. He's like, I'm so proud of you. And I was like, God (laughs) damn it. You're so fucking nice. (laughs) Um, But my question for you and yeah. if this is only if you feel comfortable sharing it, is like, what's one kink that you're into that Ryan isn't into and vice versa? Um, I asked him about his kinks last night because he's he's very like, uh, kind of go with the flow and I'll try anything once. And if I don't like it, then, you know, <laughs> we'll go from there, which is like, yeah. I think a great way to go about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, for me, I'm just very like, I'm very analytical or I'm very like spontaneous and mm-hmm. it's a very completely contrasting way to go about it, I guess. But yeah. that's just like how my brain works. Maybe it's the Gemini in me. <laughs> I'm either like, I'll, I'll fuck oh it. Like, God, we'll just see what happens. Or I'm like, yeah, totally. <laughs> and then I know that makes a lot of sense to you now. <laughs> a perfect what? match. Gemini and Aries are each other's perfect match. Really? Oh yeah, my God, that makes so much like sense. The, the first crazy. girl... I was ever truly in love with the first girl I was ever truly in love with was an Aries and oh my um, god I still have love for her. <laughs> I know right I know <laughs> so great sorry um, keep going <laughs> but so so I don't I don't know I don't know we gotta I think we have to have him on and, and really like pull it out of him I don't yeah. think he has anything that would be considered um a kink that's you know a, anything like too bizarre or like out there um, I, I think, and I have a, a suspicion that he might be interested in trans women, but I don't think that's truly a kink. I don't know if we can, I, I, well, thing is like, there's kind of like a, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, I'm into trans women. Does that make me gay? But it's like, no, they're a woman. No, they identify as a woman. woman. You're yeah. just into other women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, for me, that is one of my things. I think, I think I, I when I was younger was very weirded out by them because they would, uh, trans women were like very aggressive, like in the nineties, mm-hmm. you know, and they weren't as, um, 
They did not have surgeries that they have today. I will tell you that. Any trans woman in the 90s will tell you that. Yeah. And a lot of them were just, for whatever reason, really drawn to me. So I would get um, immediately, like, touched and, you know, or they'd, like, oh, honey, and, like, grab me. And and I was very, like, awkward. And so, like, that would make me feel very threatened. So for a long time, I was, like, um, I just didn't want to make eye contact or, like, offend anyone. So I just was, like, well, if I don't exist, maybe they won't acknowledge me you know kind of thing um but then growing up like understanding them more and having women that um have transitioned in my life like it's helped me to kind of understand them and just just accept be more accepting of of different people and just different like things that I don't you know no I'm not too knowledgeable about um and now like growing up and just again, like realizing a lot of stuff and going through my own sexual experiences, like I am more attracted, um, I think emotionally to women, but physically I feel more fulfilled by men. So Mm -hmm. the idea of being with a trans woman is just kind of like the best of both worlds for me right now. We just watched, um, we've been watching fab five, Mm -hmm. right? That's the name of it. Fab five. Are you talking to me? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, we've been watching Fab Five, and they have one person on there where they just transitioned from male to female. Mm-hmm. And Kevin and I were watching it, and I was like, oh, my God, it's a powerhouse lesbian. And they're like, oh, I've, I'm transitioning. I'm a woman now. And Kevin – and they're a bodybuilder, too. So she's, like, this beautiful woman that's also, like, built as fuck. And Kevin <laughs> just looks at me, and he's like, I would let her tear me in half. And I was like, oh, <laughs> amazing that's so great man I love how open he is like oh my um, god he's the best like he has helped me I I I definitely have a lot of sexual trauma that I just haven't I'm still working through in therapy mm -hmm. but holy shit has he like opened my world and he's helped me through so much shit without him even realizing it yeah but just like how open and communicative he is like it's just next level and I hope everybody gets that at some point in their life I think they are we're working towards that especially like with the new like not not new but like younger generation right now everybody's like automatically just like queer when they are born (laughs) and it's it's so great you know because like I've I've always felt the way that I am now I just it was suppressed for a long time because there was a lot of shame around it there was a lot of guilt there was a lot of um, me trying to be vocal about how I felt and a lot of, like a lot of times my family was like no you don't feel that way or don't talk about this or don't yeah. dress like that because you look too butch and I'm, I'm like I always thought it was so weird because I was like all right well like how the fuck should I be which uh, then led me to be like kind of conform and to just be really submissive growing up and yeah. not really stand up for or speak out for myself and it made me really like hardened and it made me really bitter for a long time and really resentful towards my family and towards people that just were not accepting of me then because yeah. now I'm like, I'm a lot more open-minded and I'm a lot more explorative and I, I, my feelings are sometimes like, or my emotions rather are a little misguided because like when I, when I think about my past and I think about like my childhood, it makes me upset and mm-hmm. it, it makes me upset because like I, I felt I wasn't accepted and I wasn't loved in the way I needed to be loved then. Yeah. And, and knowing what I know now, it's, it's more hurtful. So I'm not, I'm not like, um, I'm not so much, uh, resentful. I'm just more like disappointed and bummed out that like, I didn't 
I wasn't accepted and I didn't have the love that I needed then because I feel like I'm so much more evolved now and I'm continuing to be more evolved every day. Yeah. But, um, but so, yeah. So circling back to the kinks, uh, I think I've, I think I'm a dominatrix and I, I think, um, it's, I struggle with that because I'm also a people pleaser. So, yeah. um, I love to be in control and I love to be a bitch, but I want you to know that I don't mean it. And oh that's what I, God. and that's what I struggle with, you know, because like I, and I told Ryan, I was like, my, my fucking ideal fantasy job is just to be a dominatrix and to just fucking beat the shit out of a guy and take all his money but then tell him that i like don't truly mean it and i i you know like <laughs> hang on one sec fucking phones ringing and shit all this stuff going on all right silence um <laughs> yeah so i love that for you because i feel like you're probably so amazing at it because you have such a <laughs> voice to begin with so like i can only imagine like just being in a fucking get mask and just getting shit <laughs> out of you and it's your voice i'd be like oh my god yes <laughs> yes mistress whatever you say yeah. yeah i mean that's like exactly that's exactly like what i would love to be doing right yeah. now um i think i just need to kind of find my tribe and and I mean, COVID going on really fucking threw a wrench in my plans because like yeah. literally the weekend before um, we went in, we went into lockdown, I was supposed to go to a sex party and, oh, okay. and I was like, you know what? I feel like this is not a good time to do it. Cause like COVID's becoming a real thing and the sex party went on and I don't know if people there, you know, contracted COVID or, or what, but I feel like it was the best decision for me to not do it then because you know who knows what could have happened um but I also like think about it and I'm like damn like did I miss my chance because like now like I don't I don't feel comfortable going to a sex party in the midst of a fucking pandemic yeah but I do want to go I do want to go I want to go do all the things I want to go to a sex club I want to go do you know I want to meet I want to have my tribe my little sex tribe yeah um and it's really it's really tough feeling the way I feel and not having people that I feel relate to me or understand like what mm-hmm. I'm feeling and going through. Like the only one I can really talk to is Ryan and and he's pretty much on the same page with like how I feel. Um, but we're so, I feel like we're, we're such like babies in this uh, environment. And, and the fact that we like don't have a lot of friends that like experience this and mm-hmm. talk to us about it. Um, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I, mean, at I, least do have- now, I think it's exciting because the more we do this podcast, I feel like the more we're going to get feedback from people and yeah. more like suggestions on how to handle new things. So it's like, as much as people are probably learning from us, we also get to learn from them, which yeah. I think is so fucking awesome. Yeah. I've had a couple people, um, because of, uh, our first couple episodes and because like I, I did this before or I did a sex podcast before with a friend of mine um that was very short-lived but but a lot of um a lot of pe- followers that listen to that podcast have transitioned over and are listening to our podcast by the well, way we've well gotten <laughs> we've gotten tons of positive feedback which is great um but a, a few of them have assumed that I'm polyamorous which I am not polyamorous. Oh, okay. um, I am polysexual, mm-hmm. which I'll give, you a, uh, yeah, I'll give you a, I'll give you a loose <laughs> definition of what that means. Um, I am not interested in having relationships with any other person oh. at this point. 
I love the idea of having a girlfriend. Um, I'm not interested in men at this point in my life. Um, my husband is the only one and he is just like an all encompassing, amazing being to me. Yeah. Um, Ryan's so the fact, <laughs> yeah. So, so the fact that he's a man, like he could, he could be a woman and I would still probably feel the same way about him. Yeah. Um, the fact that he's a man has nothing to do with the, you know, the reason why I'm, I'm with him. Uh, I'm with him because of who he is and, and I love him. And I, I feel completely fulfilled in my relationship that I am not currently seeking another relationship with another mm-hmm. person. Um, now sex is a completely different story. I would like to have sex with fucking everybody that I almost, almost every friend that I have ever made in my life, because I am just like a naturally sexual person. And I'm, I'm naturally a very curious person. Yeah. And I'm always like, Ooh, I wonder like what sex would it be like with this person. And, mm-hmm. and if, if, you know, people weren't so weird about it and it wasn't such a taboo thing, I would love to just have so many friends with benefits, but yeah. A lot of emotions get misconstrued and people get confused. And so, you know, circling back to like why I brought this whole topic up is that like I've had a couple of guys that like um, were sliding in my DMs on Instagram and then I tried to redirect them to my OnlyFans, you know, and separate the the businesses that I have because I don't I don't like being talked to um, in a sexual manner on my Instagram because that's not what my Instagram's for. It's for my art. It's for my business. It's for my work. Um, When you're on my OnlyFans, you have to understand that you're a client of mine. And anything I say to you, it's in the safe space where it's allowed. It's sexy. It's And you cannot misconstrue um, the things I say to you in the sexual context as... I want a relationship with you. And I think like trying to define that and trying to train guys to understand that has become kind of difficult because there have been like a handful of guys that don't understand that I am not polyamorous and I do not want a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. However, I am not opposed to possibly having a sexual relationship with them and just essentially like, you know, being friends with benefits. Like that sounds appealing to me. Um, yeah with some of them not all of them yeah I mean and they're different Selena you are pretty great so I understand them wanting a relationship with you (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) um but you know I I love the idea of being married and having a girlfriend um Mm -hmm. but I also understand that it's not fair of me to start another relationship with anyone man or woman and not have the time to dedicate to them and to nurture that relationship which is why I'm not pursuing any um relationships with women right now yeah so uh, again like covid just fucking threw a wrench in my plans but i think once i'm able to go to sex parties and to sex clubs and to actually meet people meet people that are actually in this fetish life and Mm -hmm. that are true kinksters i think all they'll understand where i'm coming from a bit and it's just it's it's difficult trying to explain how i feel to everyday people because it's either like are you do you like me or not like are we together or not and it's like I don't think like that I there's so much more you know Mm -hmm. than that I spectrum you know like everything in life and I think people are finally starting to realize this every excuse me I just burped everything is a spectrum like there is no black and white everything has been gray for a very long time but I think like with the amount of information we have out there and the documentaries and the docu-series and the articles and 
like just the influencers, like there's so much more out there than I think people have ever realized to begin with. Yeah, so, totally. I mean, I think it's exciting that like, yeah, right now a lot of people might not see eye to eye with you, but I think eventually you're going to find your niche and you're going to find your group. And I think that's yeah. super exciting for you. I think like my ideal my ideal partner or partners right now would be other couples like, yeah. and I guess, I guess for lack of better word, it would be swingers, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, but I'm not like really looking for just like a one and done. Like I would like to be able to sometimes go to dinner and just have conversations with them. And sometimes yeah. maybe we just come over and we fuck like, yeah, I, 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 but I don't want to be selfish and, and saying like, that's all the, what I want. Maybe they want something different out of it. I don't know, but that's what I'm willing to explore. And I'm, I'm like really eager to meet those people and to find that tribe, you yeah. know? So, um, hang on one sec. I got to grab my charger. Cause my laptop's yeah, no about to die. <laughs> Let me just pause this. So the first time I ever tried making out was actually with a Yoohoo box. <laughs> Like yeah. the chocolate milk Yoohoo box? Yeah, the, like the good old cardboard Yoohoo chocolate milk boxes because I felt like because there was a straw to it, yeah. that was like a replacement for a tongue. And then if you make out with it hard enough, the cardboard gets mushy. Oh my God. I need to see yeah. this reenactment. Like <laughs> I need an adult making the reenactment. Right now. <laughs> oh my God. What was, I don't even remember the first time I... Did I practice making out? I think it just like happened. I was very young. I think I was like 14. Oh no. I, you know what? My first time making out was with a girl. All my sexual stuff. My first time anything was with girls. Really? All, all girls. Oh yeah. Kind of jealous. I wish that was like mine. <laughs> I think I was like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely after I saw, um, I think Spice World. I was like, oh, for sure I like girls. Who was your <laughs> Spice sure. Who was your go-to? Who do you think? Scary Spice? No, but that's actually really good really? now. Really? It was mine. Like, I love Scary Spice. <laughs> Scary Spice Barbie doll and everything. I was like, so cute. Um, oh, mine, was, mine was definitely Ginger. Then. Okay, that's like everybody's main Spice Girl, yeah. I've come to realize, because I work with a bunch of women yeah. And they were telling me like, oh yeah, ginger spice. And I'm like, cause she was like the Uber slutty one. And she always wore like the really cute, like British flag dress. And yeah, stuff. that's true. No, she is. She was definitely very cute. And I think she always seemed like she was like on, a, on her way to a party or something. And she was just yeah. like popping in to like do a couple songs. And she's like, gotta go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. But now I think it's probably scary for sure. Like I think she's probably scary. Oh the sexiest God, yeah. for sure. Aged like insanely well, insanely Isn't, well. Didn't she have Eddie Murphy's baby? No fucking way. I thought that was a true thing. It could be, or maybe they just hooked up. I could have sworn they have a kid together. Ooh, I'm gonna look it up. We'll have to fact check that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think my first time making out, I don't remember practicing. I love that you remember practicing. I think maybe like Kevin had mentioned like on the back of your hand, like, I think that was probably it for me, but, um, I remember, oh, I don't remember where my first sexual experience was with the girl. Cause it was, there was two girls in my life at that point. Whoa. And yeah. So there was one girl that my mom used to like, my mom used to have like a daycare, a home daycare. And it was like all like Christian kids, which is really ironic. Cause that was like the first 
girl that it's was like let's, do, it, let's do this stuff right <laughs> like it's, it's always the religious kids yeah um but i remember this so i don't remember if it was her or there was this other um girl that was they were both my age at the time um that was my dad's neighbor at his apartment building because my parents were divorced mm-hmm. um I don't remember which came first, but I remember both girls showing me the same stuff around the same time. So I was like, oh, I guess I was like, so this is what happened. Um, And I don't remember which girl came first, but (laughs) so (laughs) at my mom's house, the girl that she had babysat, they, she had set up like a, my mom set up like an indoor, like camping day or something like that. And all the kids had gone home and it was just me and this girl like left because she was waiting for her mom to pick her up or, or maybe she was spending the night. I don't really remember. Um, but I do remember her like instructing me to like, uh, she essentially scissor her. She was like, do this with your legs and I'm going to do this with my legs and we're going to like rub our little clits together. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So like I did, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, this does feel good. And it was just like, you know, it didn't feel, I remember it not feeling like sexual. It was just kind of like, oh, this is just like what we're doing. This is just like what, what little girls do together. And but then I I do remember that she really did like me because she would just like caress my hair and kiss oh, me a really lot. Pure. <laughs> really, really pure, really like and for me, like again, because I didn't have like a, the love I needed back then, I was just like, well, you know, I was like I felt really loved and I felt mm-hmm. really um really safe and really happy with her. And then when I went to my dad's house, it was a kind of the same deal with the neighbor girl um my my dad and her dad would like get together and like play uh, whatever old guys play like checkers or dominoes or something yeah dominoes (laughs) like whatever old middle easterns play together (laughs) backgammon yeah um (laughs) and so like they would if i we were at um if we were at the neighbor's house me and her would sleep together in her room or if she was at uh, if her dad was over at my dad's house we would be sleeping together in the room that he had set up for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But me and her would always just be like cuddling under the covers and the same kind of deal. She was like, Oh, do you know how to do this? And I was like, Oh yeah, I do this with the, my other friend at my mom's house. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) But so like, but it didn't feel, it didn't feel like it was wrong or that it was sexual. It was just something that just felt like love. Like it was just like, something comfortable and I always looked forward to doing it and I remember um I remember when I wasn't in touch with the girls anymore like I think the one at my mom that stayed at my mom's house um she didn't need a babysitter anymore or something and then the one at my dad's house had moved away I was really bummed out and so I was left with all these like feelings of you know, like I liked being around them, but they're no longer in my life. They're no longer here. Um, and then I remember my mom again, cause she had this like daycare, she's always like rotating kids. Yeah. Um, there was, an, there was another girl who always would invite me over to pool parties at her house and nothing had happened. Um, the first handful of times that I went over to her house, but I remember one time we were in her jacuzzi and she had a pool noodle and she was like she was like she was like uh okay so i have this pool noodle she's like this is what's gonna happen she's like i'm gonna (laughs) she's like we're gonna stick it underwater and she's like and i'm gonna blow in it and you're gonna put it up to your 
I don't even know what she called my clit at the time, but she was like, put it up against there. Yeah, and I was like, okay. And so she, so she just like would blow in this pool noodle and like the water would like come bubbling out and essentially like emulate like what the water jets do. Yeah. And so it was just like this light little like tapping pressure on my little clit. And I was just like, oh, this is really nice. Like, I like this. And it would just kind of like be reciprocated. We would just like do it back and forth to each other. Then later we dis- we explored the jacuzzi jets because we were like, oh, these are here. Oh, these have been here the whole time. What? We don't have to use our own oxygen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was just like, it was a lot of just innocence and exploring. And there wasn't a lot of like, sh- I, there was actually zero shame around it because like we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. Um, I feel like she told me that she had told her mom at the time. And I think her mom was like, uh british so she was like oh whatever like they're totally like lax and yeah the kids exploring whatever um, yeah but i think like when i had mentioned it to my mom she freaked out and then and that's religious right sort of like she was she her parents were i think technically catholic like and they're um my parents are both immigrants too so okay. their parents are like um their parents are immigrants so there was a lot of like shame for them around sex, I guess. Uh, yeah. I don't know so much my dad because we were like kind of estranged, but with my mom, I know that their sex was like not talked about in the household and her and my aunts like ran wild. Like they were fucking sluts. <laughs> like yeah. as soon as they Woo! could just like run out of the house. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, but she was always like telling me what to do and how to feel and who to not be with. And, and like, so then that's when like the shame came in. Like when, as yeah. soon as like I opened up to my mom, it was like, that's when I started feeling bad about myself. Um, I, but, but I remembered being, so like after that whole experience with like the younger girls, uh, I remember then being about maybe nine and being on a t-ball team with my cousins and they were boys, all boys. And I had like really short hair at the time and I could be definitely passable for a boy which yeah. I like, I loved. I thought it was like the coolest thing that people would confuse me as a boy on this team because I felt included. And Aww. I was like, you know, I wasn't just like this awkward little girl. I was like yeah. one of the one of the guys and we would like do our t-ball thing and then we would all go out for like burgers after or pizza or whatever. Yeah. And, and I remember one time after t-ball, there was this, uh, we were at a restaurant and this girl was like having dinner with her mom and her, her, her mom and her dad. And they were, she was like watching me for a while. And I was like, I, I knew the look, like even back then I knew she was looking at me cause she thought I was like a cute boy. Mm-hmm. And I remember she, like, she was just like so pretty and she had like blonde hair and like a little pink bow. And she just kept like smiling and looking over at me. And so I was like reciprocating like the smile, like the little like flirty, like, you know, and my cousin caught me and like told my mom later on and then I got like a bunch of shit about it and my mom was like you can't do that like you're not you're you're not gay and I was like I don't even know what that means like yeah you know so it was like it was it was kind of that kind of foreshadows throughout my entire life like anytime I felt like I was feeling my own feelings and this is how I feel and this is what I like it was always immediately like shut down and I was always told like how to feel and what to do and and what not to do and yeah so so horrible I just feel like if you're gonna be a parent and you're a planned parent so I understand like people get pregnant and they keep their kids like say lovey but like if you grow like I want to have kids Kevin and I want to have a like a 
decent sized family. I definitely want kids. I love the idea of being a mom and just raising like whatever they could decide they are little babies. And like, in my mind, I am so ready for that child to be whatever they want to be. Like, as long as they're not hurting other people or they're not causing grief on anyone, like if they decide to be whatever gender or no gender at all, that's fine. If they want to love whoever they want to love, that's fine. And I think one of the biggest things, which I didn't have growing up, and obviously it seems like you didn't have growing up, is the sport of like, kids are going to realize that things feel good. And it's more of a instead of making them feel shameful about it, be like, Hey babe, there's a time and place for that. Like you do that when you're alone. Um, or if you feel like there's somebody you care about, that's when you do that stuff. But like, you don't want to do it like in public where somebody's not, they didn't sign up to be a part of that. You know what I mean? Like they didn't sign up to participate. Yeah. And I think because I didn't fucking touch myself until I was until after I had sex for the first time. So I went 19 years without masturbating and people wonder why I was a fucking bitch when I was younger. Like that's why. <laughs> and I think that's such an, an important part of growing up. They even cover it in, um, what's that show? Big mouth where like mm-hmm. Missy's parents are very supportive of her rubbing on her glow worm. And it's like, people <laughs> just teach yeah. them like, Hey, do that on your own time in private yeah. because not everybody wants to participate. Or yeah. if you find a partner that wants to, that's great. But like, this is totally a natural thing. Yeah, and like totally. I said in a past episode, is like shame and embarrassment is a taught trait in humans. Absolutely. It is not something we are born with. It is something yeah. that we are taught. Yeah. I mean, the one of the biggest things, and I see it in this fucking commercial, I think it's like for TLC or something that's, I can't believe that it's fucking even still on TV. It's this commercial of like, this girl and her boyfriend making out in her bedroom and the mom like takes a sledgehammer and like like smashes a hole through the wall and the girl's like mom and she's like well if you're not gonna leave the door open i'm gonna make a door and i was like fuck this cunt that's the fucking problem right there our parents telling us to leave the door open what so you can fucking watch us fuck you freaks you're disgusting like I hate that mentality. Like, yeah, it's so stupid. Let your fucking kid do what they want to do in the, in their safe space in the confines of your own home. Like, especially if you're home and you're like there to, you know, open your arms if they decide to like run out of their room and it's not for them and they need to cry. Like how dare you tell your kid how to explore? Like that is so fucked up. So you're teaching that commercial. Yeah, like people have kids and they're like, well, I'm in charge of you because I made you. And it's like, no, 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 no. You do not birth a child so that you can control that child. You birth that child because you want to, you have a maternal instinct to care for someone and watch them grow. And you want to enjoy their life as much as, like, you want to be a part of their life. You don't do it like, oh, hey, I created you. So now I'm in control of you. Like, fuck you. There's one TikToker I follow and she's a mom, and I think she has three boys, and one of them is, like, preteen, teenager, one's around, like, I want to say nine, and then one of them's really young, like, four, so she has mm-hmm. rules set in place where, like, the 14-year-old is allowed to have a lock on his door, and he's allowed to close his door. The seven-year-old is allowed to close their door, but they can't have a lock on it, and then the four-year-old has to keep their door open because, like, the four-year-old, and the way she explains it is, is if you get hurt, I need to be able to go in there. For the seven-year-old, if you get hurt, I don't know if you'll be able to handle it on your own. I need to go in there, but you are allowed to have your privacy. And then the 14-year-old, she's like, you're old enough to make decisions, make good decisions. You've come this far, and I trust you. 
And it's like, you need to give your children trust because then they're going to grow up like my dumb ass where anytime somebody says, Hey, can I talk to you? And I'm like, what the fuck did I do? And I wasn't even a bad kid growing up. I was generally like, I didn't get pregnant. I didn't have sex. I didn't do like hardcore drugs. I didn't get blackout wasted. Like I was a very good kid and I passed high school. I went to college. I did all the things that you're supposed to do, but I still grew up with such an immense amount of guilt because I wasn't allowed that privacy growing up and I wasn't allowed that trust as a kid. And that is so detrimental to creating a human being and creating a grown ass adult is you have to give them those things. Yeah, absolutely. Like how ironic is it that our parents aren't going to trust us enough to explore, but yet they like want us to tell them everything. Like, yes. Oh my God. Yeah. That's the one that gets me is like, oh, you want me to come to you about stuff, but you're also going to be a cause of the reason I feel so much guilt. Like what? In what world? In what world? And I think a lot of parenting techniques like that lead to abusive relationships or they lead to people accepting way less than what they deserve yeah absolutely oh well i'm an untrustful person so this is the best i can do it's like no not by any means yeah and that was that was definitely the case with me like as soon as i started uh dating and finding people that were just like accepting me and giving me love i was like well this is this is it i guess this is what i want and then it turned out like i was in a lot of shitty relationships because i didn't know how to Mm-hmm. accept love or express love or to speak up for myself and say like hey this is this is how I need to be loved or this is what I really need and want yeah. it was always like well will my mom like him or will my family accept them or you know is this the type of person that she wants me to marry and have kids with and like it was always about what you know my family would think and what what they wanted and never about like what I wanted I never was yeah. like well what do I want <laughs> now is at the time now is the time where I'm like I know what I want and I, and when I don't know, I like to talk about it with my partner and he's very supportive and is like, you should explore and find like what makes you happy. And it's nice to finally have that acceptance from any, from somebody, from anybody really, you know, like it would have been great to have that from my family growing up. I think, um, I think I would have grown up to be like a more understanding and, uh, emotionally stable person because now my emotion like I I'm very reactive with my emotions and then the thoughts come later where I'm like fuck I'm regretful like I shouldn't have like exploded on that person or I shouldn't have said this the way I said it whereas like it's it's tough for me to to communicate before reacting like I'm very like reactive but oh girl you're talking to a fire sign I fucking Kevin but and I'm I are trying, so like we're just like oh, oh my god fire at all times that's so funny yeah um, Ryan Ryan's a cancer so like I definitely see his cancer side come out where when He's I'm like cancer? So, yeah that is so I tell people all the time so my mom is a cancer and me and my mom have a pretty decent relationship now definitely growing up was a little bit rough um but my ex that you know was also a cancer so like when I think of cancers I'm like Ugh, I don't know if I like cancers but there are so many people that I genuinely enjoy like I have a co-worker that I absolutely adore her she's a cancer I have another Kevin <laughs> in my life he's a cancer and now Ryan's a cancer and I'm like oh my god there's so many cancers I actually like I think I mean if you're if you follow astrology I think going more in depth with it than then mm-hmm. like oh uh, the cancers are all the same yeah um, 
you know, like, that's not the truth. It, I think you have to, like, pull in all those other factors. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. completely a, a savvy on astrology, but I know that, like, they're different, like, moon signs and sun signs and all the, yeah, sun, you absolutely. know, affect them. Because, yeah. like, Ryan, I've, I've also dated a Cancer in the past that's completely the opposite of what Ryan is now. Um, yeah. He was the, my ex was a Cancer in July and Ryan's a Cancer in June. We're okay. actually exactly one month apart. He's June 24th. I'm May 24th. So, oh. yeah, but, but we, it's, it's so weird because it's like, we're almost opposites yet the same at the mm-hmm. same time. And I've never really experienced that with somebody. So like where I'm falling short or, or if I'm like lacking a memory, he picks it up and he like, he remembers that for me. Oh. Or if I'm feeling low and he's feeling high, we kind of meet in the middle that's and really with weird. with my ex that was a cancer it wasn't like that at all it was very was he draining he was fucking draining his shit yeah and very like very I'm controlling that every single sign has two types to it mm-hmm. and i think with cancers like my ex very draining but then all of these cancers that i love are like people that i love being around because they give off such good energy like i love hanging out with you and ryan because ryan's just like the life of the fucking party yeah. a lot of the time and then my coworker who I work with, she just always knows how to pick me up. She's very self-aware of her emotions. She's very open. And then my other Kevin, he is just like such a fucking goofball. <laughs> so like, I feel like there's the self-aware signs and they understand what type of person they are. And then yeah. there are the signs where they're like, they don't work on themselves. So it's like you yeah. either work on yourself or you haven't. And that's how the signs are separated in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, with my ex, I was a cancer. It was kind of like he was trying to find somebody to fit in his life and this like idea that he uh, had for himself. Like he wanted a wife. He wanted a family. He wanted somebody that his mom was going to like. And I just like fought him every step of the way because I was like, these are not the things that I want. These are not, this is not how I feel. I didn't go along with his mom. I didn't like want, I didn't want to to really be with him anymore i tried so hard to get out of the relationship and like then as soon as we broke up like he found exactly what he was looking for he found another woman to just slip right in and he knocked her up he married her the mom liked and i was like great you know like you found exactly what you're looking for he should have done work on himself beforehand because i even after then full disclosure we hooked up and he fucking cheated on her while she was pregnant uh, I was in a I was in a low place in in my life, but Wasn't but he did that. Did you talk about that in your old podcast? Mm, I don't know that I did, but if I I mean this is a this is a new, so I could talk about it now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was with him. I was with him for like seven years. He was the one that really? lived in that the condo across from where um, I used to live in that apartment that yeah oh my god when i first met you (laughs) yeah yeah wow yeah it's so funny that the way you're describing yours and how his life went is so similar to my ex cancer (laughs) well yeah so so my ex reminds me in the way he was and the way he felt and was so like possessive and jealous and weird totally like your ex Mm-hmm. Ryan is the complete opposite of that, which is, I mean, he's a cancer also though. So like, that's why I'm like, yeah, if you're really into astrology, you got to like really like look into what kind of, you know, other signs yeah. uh, revolve around. It's funny because Kevin and I are so close because um, Kevin and I are only 11 days apart. He's only 11 days earlier th- or older than me. 
So I think both of us have the same rising sign. We're both we're both fire sign Aries, mm-hmm. and then um, our rising signs are both Pisces. But I oh, think my okay. moon signs are different. My moon sign is a Capricorn, which makes a lot of sense because me and my dad are like the same fucking person, and he's a Capricorn. <laughs> So yeah, I, we should do an entire episode on signs and the signs yeah. we love and the experiences we've had. And maybe we'll get like a third person on to talk about their sign. Yeah. Let's, let's get somebody that's like pretty knowledgeable. Like if you're listening to this podcast and you're pretty knowledgeable about astrology, um, actually if you're pretty knowledgeable about any of the things that we've brought up so far, butt stuff, kinks, uh, polyamory, uh, polysex, you know, all of it just fucking hit us up slide in our dms i know you're watching the shit i know you're watching our fucking instagrams and yep. uh listen to our podcast so at the very least slide in our dms give us some input Please. Um, but we, you know, yeah for real we'd love to have you guys on and uh just drop some fucking knowledge on here and educate us help us that's learn. the thing is like you don't have to have like a huge following or anything like we just want your knowledge give us your brains yes. Yeah, because I mean, you and I are just very like curious and um, explorative people. We wanna we wanna know. We wanna hear other people's experiences, and we wanna explore things for ourselves too. So, let's fucking do it. So much. I actually posted just so you know. I posted a TikTok about the um, podcast, and it has. Thank like, you for doing that. Yeah, no, I got you, and I'll do it again about butt stuff because I'm yeah. sure people want to hear all about it. Oh, holy shit, something blew up. You should throw some of your TikToks on our Instagram feed because oh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of really funny and relevant things that you say on there that I'm yeah. like, I would Sometimes love to just... get that I actually make sense on certain things, so <laughs> <laughs> that's my problem. It's great. Um, it has like, uh, my TikTok one has like 5,000 views right now, so I'll probably post another one about butt stuff, and I think a lot of people will probably slide in about that and be like, fuck yeah! Yeah, that's definitely helping our engagement because um, mm-hmm. I checked our podcast analytics and this, our first episode actually has more views than any other episode I've ever recorded on my previous podcast as well. So thank you for doing that. Yay! Yeah, that's a, that's a big deal for us. And that yeah. means that we're getting a lot of a lot of attention which is fucking Absolutely. great it's what we want and I'm, I'm glad you guys like what we're putting out i think yeah. they're really gonna like this episode i think this, this I was think a good it's one it's just like so like rated r just like this is who the fuck we are these are our sex yeah. stories we are regular people like we are very open-minded i just yeah i just want at least on my end and i'm sure on your end i just want this podcast to be what i wish i had absolutely you know? Like yeah. I went through so much shit to get where I am that if this podcast can reach somebody that might be questioning themselves or they might feel shame or any of that stuff, like, no, safe space, fucking yeah. come and listen to us, just talk shit out. And that's what I want for people. Yeah, totally. Um, It should show up on our, I think it's on our, if you guys are on our Instagram and you're clicking the link tree, um, when you go to that first link and you're clicking on our podcast, it should take you to Anchor, which allows you to leave a voice message. So if you leave us a voice message and it's something nice or a little flirty or funny, we're going to play it on the podcast. So go ahead and do that. I love when people leave us voice messages. Not that yeah. anybody really does, but 
<laughs> but I think, I think, I think, like, I think we had like <laughs> I think I had like a couple in the past and it was really exciting but not enough people do it so please utilize that tool because we love it we want to we want to hear what you guys have to say we want to hear your sexy voice and you'll hear your voice on our podcast if you do so do that yeah. um let's uh let's wrap this up with like a couple of relationship tips or yeah. dating advice because I know somebody had asked us to um, give some advice on relationships Absolutely. although it was like it was a very vague statement so I'm like I don't know what kind of um, <laughs> advice you'd like um but I'm gonna you give top three well, you know, my top three what is it what you, you want to do like your top three tips and I'll do my top three tips and if they cross over they cross over yeah let's do yeah. that that's okay. good okay um my top three, number one is communication slash honesty. Like, don't try to conform to what you think that person wants. Like, be who the fuck you are. There are so many people out there that you are going to find the one for you. And the longer you spend pretending to be what you think they want, the longer you're going to spend wasting your time on someone. And just be honest from the get-go. Communicate what you want. Communicate your future. And... It's happened to me where I put so much into one person. I'm like, oh my God, this is fucking it. And then I was heartbroken when it didn't work out. Yeah. It will get better. You will find the right person after that and it will be fine. Yeah. Um, my second one is, well, you go with your first one because I can't think of my second one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think to just kind of piggyback on what you said, I completely agree with that. Like, initially especially on first dates that is your opportunity to be 100% yourself because if you're giving somebody a false persona it's very difficult to backpedal and to later go oh that wasn't really me but if you're 100% yourself right up front they have to accept it or or not or you know or you know that they're not a match for you but if you're pretending to be somebody you're not if you're wearing a shit ton of makeup on the first date you're immediately being a false person and you're not going to feel genuinely yourself yeah and that also Press. goes for men that like depend on their beard a little too much okay yes we yeah you. that's the same as wearing a fuck ton of makeup okay so yes, fucking, absolutely you know what i mean yeah don't here where they shave their beard and i'm like whoa i fucked that. <laughs> so yeah don't show up looking fly as fuck on your first date full sweet beard and then by date three you're no beard because then yeah. yeah we're gonna be judging I'm you right <laughs> there should be a rule that when you are going on a first or second date minimize your makeup or yeah. your beard or your shaping or whatever the fuck it is minimize it to like 15 to 30 minutes don't spend Absolutely. more than that okay yeah. when you should be spending more than that is when like they're taking you to a nice fancy fucking dinner when yeah. they when like you're dressing the fuck up and it's a nice place. Like that's when you spend the time. Like don't waste your, cause I've done this. This is me yeah. speaking from experience of like wasting an hour of my fucking life to get herpes. Oh God. Like don't do it. Don't do it. No. And it, it shouldn't be like the bare minimum. You should look, look and feel how you want to feel yeah. that first date, the first couple dates. But you know, if you give them, if you give them a, a 10 right up front, they're always going to expect a 10 mm -hmm. every single time. Mm -hmm. And then when you fall short, that's when, you know, the wheels are turning in their mind and they're like, oh, I don't know. She doesn't really look the way she looked the first time or, or he, vice versa, yeah. whatever. Um, but 
you know, dress, dress how you want to dress, just be confident and have a limit your expectations or, or have very little expectations going into those first dates. And honestly, I suggest little to none. Yes. <laughs> let yourself be surprised. Let yourself uh, get to know the person that you're going on that date with. You yeah. know, don't get too in your head. And like, I, I would just say, go into it. Like you're meeting a new friend. Don't try to impress anybody. You know, don't, if yeah. you're trying to impress them, that's when you're getting too stuck in your head and, that's when shit can go bad and, and go wrong, especially if you got those uh, expectations in place. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's one of mine. Uh, let's see. That's another good one. I think I mentioned it to you in the past, but like I am far more impressed if I'm just at a bar or, if, or you know, if uh, a guy is like wanting to buy me a drink, I can buy myself a drink. Don't buy me a drink. But if you buy me food, if you're like, Hey, I, I'm going to get a plate of fries. Would you share that with me? You have about 20 minutes with this person of you guys sharing this meal and having conversation. And it's not, you know, like everybody knows when you get me a drink, it's to like, let me loose and to yeah. potentially fuck later or, or not, you know, but when you buy somebody something that's comforting like food and it's a, a, a social snack, you have the opportunity to sit there and, just chat with this person no expectations that, then you buy a drink that is fucking genius yes i have never nobody has ever bought me food yeah. but if somebody bought me food i would be like okay like yeah. woo like that is so fucking smart holy sh- yeah. that is an amazing that is amazing advice yeah same thing if you so see like good. uh if, if you're i don't know if clubs are still a thing <laughs> i don't really do clubs anymore but if you're if you're going to a club and you see a, a bunch of girls outside and maybe one maybe a couple catches your eye don't wait for them to come inside to get drinks bring them mozzarella sticks while they're waiting in fucking line and hang out with them outside because that if you do amazing. that they're already going to be like, oh, well, I'm going to hang out with him when I get inside because I have a friend now and he bought us mozzarella sticks yeah. and he's nice to my friends. God, that is um, so yeah. fucking good. That is genius. Let me, see <laughs> Let me see if Kevin has any advice. Can you come here? Yeah. No, you don't need Crocs at all. <laughs> sports mode. Yeah, he's so fucking cute. So Ooh, I got, okay, before he says anything, I have to either write this down or I need to say it before he gets in here. One of my, one of my biggest fucking pet peeves, and I know every girl will agree with me on this, is when I'm meeting a guy and, or I'm meeting a couple for the first time and the guy doesn't, uh, my, my dude, let me backtrack a little bit. (laughs) If, if you're with a guy and he doesn't introduce you to his friends and he just starts talking, you know, if you see your friend somewhere and you're like, Hey, what's up, man. And you guys just start talking and your chick's just standing there quiet and you haven't introduced her. You're a fucking asshole. Yeah. You need to acknowledge the fact that there is a woman in your presence and she also is a person and she deserves to be acknowledged. She deserves to be introduced and she deserves to be included in the conversation, whether she knows this person that you're talking to or not and vice versa. No, that used to happen to my ex all the time because you know him. He's such like a fucking networker that I would just stand there for like 20 minutes and how and shitty like, does that make you feel? Yeah, like it made me feel like shit. And the person, not even him, would like make eye contact and I'm like, hi, I'm Megan. And they're like, oh shit, hi. Like, it's really nice to meet you. Yeah. Um, you're pretty good about it. You introduce me to people for the most part. I'll have like the initial. Come closer. Connect. 
So you're in the mic. Don't sit on my water, though. We'll scoot. Okay, come on in. So initially, I'm my non-introducer because it's a lot of times it's like old work friends for the most part. You're uh-huh. good like, now, though. At the beginning, you were kind of shitty about it. Yeah, but even then, it's like, I'll have like my bro moment. Like, like, like I used to work with a lot of people, so it's like, oh, yeah, sure, trauma shit, you know, from work. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, by the way, this is my girlfriend, Megan. Even at the market the other day, I was like, no, oh. No, you're really good I'm now. Like, oh, hey, this is Henry. This is yeah. Megan, my sister, blah, blah, blah. No, you used to be really bad, but now I think you're pretty. It's, it's called learning. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, though, is you're, you're like <laughs> one of those people that, like, when I tell you something upsets me, you're pretty good about being like, I'm not going to do it again. Or, like, you actively work on it. Yeah. Likewise. Um, What would be dating advice that you would have? Or relationship advice. Or relationship advice. Any, any, anything. Yeah. I said communication and honesty, but I want to know, like, if you have, like, a simple one. Like, Selena said, like, get them food instead of drinks, and I think that was pretty fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. He actually, on our first, on our second first date, because we had, like, a go-around at the beginning, he got me, you got me brunch, or lunch. You got me lunch. Brunch. Brunch. There's one Mo says is brunch. Yeah. Um, but food was involved, and that's a win. Was involved <laughs> as well as bottomless mimosas so it was like a two for one. Oh yeah i don't know i guess intentions honestly like looking back on everything yeah it's just like so there's not like the awkwardness or like like because girls get pissed off like the ghosting but it's like, like i guess you're more honest with them than like you know like you won't get late as much but like you're at least more honest with them in that sense i mean i feel like that's honesty. more of a that's like reflects on you of like, oh, I can at least be like, oh, I was a decent person in that situation. Yeah. Because that's how I was. Is like he he ghost. He's a ghoster. I'm an Aries. It's part of our nature. <laughs> I'm an Aries. Fuck you. It, it, and if you look up anything with Aries like memes, it's like ghosting. One like number one thing. Agree to disagree, but I uh, I, I completely agree with what he just said because the chick that I was telling you about completely ghosted me several times, and then I accepted her back, and then she fucking ghosted me again, and to this day now she is. A fucking ghost. God damn it. She is. <laughs> I, I think I, I probably was like that really, really early on or like there would be a certain level where I'm like, I don't necessarily owe you an explanation, but I'm pretty good about being like, cause there were multiple yeah. times where like, even when we started dating, there was this guy that I sort of told him, I was like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not interested anymore. I don't necessarily want to date. And we were still like friends on social media, but then me and him started dating mm-hmm. and I let him know. And I, like, went back and I was like, hey, it's nothing against you. It's just, like, I found this person and we have an amazing connection. Is that and Bryce? I Yeah, it's Bryce. That's a whole other story. Okay. <laughs> you can't drop his don't name. Say, don't say names. <laughs> no names. God. There's a thousand prices. Millions <laughs> in the world. It's like a generic white guy name. <laughs> Do you have any other advice? I, I mean, circling back to it, just, like, just be honest, I guess. Yeah. That was yeah. Good. That was a good um, one. Like looking back on everything and do you have like a small thing like an easy thing that people can do to sort of improve it's just a small the small gestures are what keeps any relationship going it's mm-hmm. not the big ones or the grand ones um you know just that those small things you do throughout the week you know just keep going and you know it's not the the lavish dinners every month or yeah vacations every year it's the small flowers every week or he gets me flowers yeah week um, i think like learning i think learning the person that you really care about or the person that you're trying to get the attention of like learning their love language is a big fucking thing 
and massive. Once you know that, like that's, that's, yeah. yeah. Cause that goes, circles back to like the little things, you know, like, like my, one of my love languages is um, acts of service. And so like when my husband makes me a cup of tea, when he sees that, like, I'm not like feeling well or just like whatever he like does things for me, like he'll just go get us food sometimes. And I'm like, that means so much to me because I don't want to fucking leave the house. But the fact that he's like, oh, I don't want to leave either, but like, I, I would rather, you know, not inconvenience her so she can keep doing what she's doing and I'll go get her food. I'm like, that means so fucking much to me that he cares. Yeah. You know, it's not even about the act of like going to get me the thing that I want. It's the fact that he's like, he cares about the situation. He cares about making me feel comfortable and not uh, disturbing me from what I'm doing that he's going to go take care of it. Like, that's a big yeah. deal for me. So Learning their love language and finding out what they want and what yeah. they need. Yeah, I, I clean the shower drain. Yeah. If she hasn't asked me to. She'll be like, oh man, my shower's not draining. I'm like, hey. <laughs> like I that's a big deal. Are you cleaning out my drain? He's like, yeah, I love you so much. I cleaned, I cleaned her brush one day. I was cleaning the back. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of hair. Let me clean this up too. I shed, man. I'm a hairy beast. So it's just like, it's like learning, learning your partner and like, like, I don't say issues, but like, you know, like you shed a lot, so like uh, the drain gets clogged, and I know that. And there's things is like, like you know about your partner that you know they necessarily don't see you like learning, yeah. but it's like those things like clean the oh, shower that's drain, a really good point. Um, yeah, you know, clean the brush, and like yeah. things like that. And it's you know, I don't know. And then there's just the small things that you learn about them that yeah, you don't for like recognition, but like if they see it, you do it. And yeah, like the acknowledgement goes a long way too. So the fact that like. I know she appreciates every every little thing that you do for her because I hear about it and it's yeah. great. It's great to have that recognition and to know that like the acts of service that you're doing are not for nothing. It's it, they right. don't just go over her head. She sees what you're doing which makes her love you even more all the time, you know. And that's how I feel about my guy too. I'm like that just makes me love him even more the fact that like I know that I'm taken care of and and things that I overlook, I know he's like on top of and and yeah. vice versa. No, you guys are a pretty damn good match. I think we are, too. We're pretty good. Yeah. Yep. I can't wait to hang out with you guys. Hopefully, yeah. that'll be oh pretty soon. So we were talking about if you possibly wanted to. I I shouldn't be doing this on the podcast, but I completely Well, we could. We, do you want to? We could wrap this up. Yeah, yeah. Let's up. Or let me, let me hang on. Let me see if I can pull Ryan in and get some of his uh, dating advice before we. Ooh, go get Ryan. End this. Hold on. Which year is this supposed to be in? Oh, All right, we have Ryan. Ryan is live. All right, so Ryan's Ryan, here and he's in a... <laughs> Ryan, Kevin, Kevin, Ryan. How's it going, dude? How <laughs> you? So any, any, because the question that we got asked was, do you have any relationship advice for me? And it was kind of a vague question. So any dating or relationship advice that you would want to give or something that would um, impact you on a date or in a relationship? Was that, a, was that way too that's, much that's, information? That's a lot. <laughs> he is overwhelmed. <laughs> um, I mean, I I would I mean dating advice. I would just I would just say that the communication thing is is probably the biggest thing of anything because at the end of the day, like if you can't communicate with the person that you're with, it's not going to be a fun future. Um, yeah. I mean, that's that's really everything because everything has to be some kind of communication whether it's small or, or big and and when you don't have that it, eh, it tends to get pretty bad yeah what i'm saying is i i think even if you're bad at communication on your own like seek out therapy 
because we're both in therapy separately, but like, because we both go to therapy, we are so much better at communicating. And that just makes for a 20 times better relationship, I Mm -hmm. think. Yeah, totally. is okay too, even though it makes you feel fucking weirded out asking direct questions, bedroom or lifestyle. Yeah. You know, you're entitled to those things. And I think that's one thing I really learned that, you know, I feel uncomfortable, but it's something I want or need or something like that. And it's just like, you can't sugarcoat it, you know? It's like, yeah, totally. This is what's going on. This is how I feel. Yeah. And you're like, Ugh, but. No matter how well that person knows you, they cannot read your mind at the end of the day. Absolutely. And people have to realize that you are not a mind reader. They are not a mind reader. No matter yeah. how much you think that they are, they are not. Well, yeah. it's, it's unrealistic to expect that of, of people, whether whether it's a significant other or a friend or a family member, anyone. I mean, yeah. you yeah. can't expect them to know how you feel about something or, you know, without you saying anything or what you need or what you want. Like, yeah. That's at the end of the day, like you have to communicate that to anybody. Yeah. I think the best communication I have with, uh, as far as like my partners go, like you're the best partner I've had, um, to communicate with. And I think a lot of that is my fault, uh, prior because I think I would just assume that the person would know to pick up on my behavioral cues or know when I was upset and I would just be like, well, I'm obviously upset. So they should ask me what's wrong with me. And instead of just being like, <laughs> instead of just being like, hey, this really bothers me. Can we talk about this? And I learned that with him because uh, we haven't had the same experiences um, as far as relationships and dating goes. Like I, I have dated and had uh I would say so many more relationships than he has Um, (laughs) not to brag because a lot of them were not good. But because of that, I got so stuck in the ways of like, Oh, well, this is how I was in my past relationships. I would just be upset. And eventually they'd be like, well, what's wrong. And then we talk about it. And I'm like, I wasted so much time doing that. And he never understood that because he was like, well, I never experienced that. So like, I would assume if there's a problem, you would tell me what the problem was. And me, like, I'm like, oh, of course, that makes so much sense. Like, of course, you're not going to be a fucking mind reader and know what's bothering me. I have to tell you what's bothering me. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. It's like in the sense of like, everyone sees the same color differently. Yeah. Everyone everyone reads the room differently. So it's communicate what's going on in that sense. Like, I think everything can be hunky dory or like not know, you know, past experience or things like that. And like, unless I'm communicating that or knowing that, like, I can't like, like, I'm not shouldn't be expected to move forward from that in that sense you know yeah i don't know you know yeah. I, ignorance is bliss in that sense you know like i don't know what you tell me mm-hmm. yeah yep. at the end of the day everybody communication so fucking listen up communication, communication is key yeah. and continue <laughs> to learn your partner yeah that's, yeah. A big, that's a big one it's uh you can be together like a year 80 years but if you stop learning someone or asking questions yeah that's when the relationship falls apart if you don't have that like like strive to like learn every like nook and cranny and curve yeah you do <laughs> like you just, it, it falls apart you know you get like complacent and things like that and you think you know your partner but everyone like learns and changes every day so it's day-to-day changes that you're trying to learn and progress with and if you think your partner's the same person that they are yesterday you're fucking wrong yeah yeah they might end up growing to like something that you want to try out or something that you've been thinking the exact same thing about you yeah. know and you could be sitting there for months thinking one thing and they're like, Oh no, I'm totally into that. Or like, I totally feel the same way. Yeah. 
So communication is key. Don't be afraid to ask for what you want. Don't be afraid to stand up for yourself in relationships, friendships, all aspects of your life. Mm -hmm. Um, Nobody's a mind reader. Nobody's going to know unless you tell them. Yep. And buy food for your dates, because... And buy fucking food for your dates, because we can buy our own goddamn drinks. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. All right, guys. Where it's like, I can buy my own drinks, just get me mozzarella sticks. Yes, 100%. (laughs) The apparel shop is coming soon. Look out for that. Support us. Support our... um, If you guys want to support us, definitely like and subscribe to this podcast. Follow our OnlyFans because we post a lot of great content on there and that's how we support our families and put food on the table and just fucking do it. Just be supportive of all sex workers across the board. Yes. Absolutely. All right, guys. Um, This has been great. I love having you on, Kevin. And I'm glad that you finally got to pop in, Ryan. Ryan's Um, reasons. Yeah, let's do a, we'll do an episode with all four of us. I think that'd be great. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm done. Oh, yeah. That sounds kinky. Is that hardcore? Martians, diddling the women of the universe. Intergalactic Swingers. <laughs>